Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Hello, my name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Mona Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. Gala happened, yeah? Now, also, you know, they moved, because I was like, there was a documentary called The First Monday in May, and I was like, it is the first Monday in May. Why is it happening in September or October, whatever month it is right now? But it's because of coronavirus. So they moved it. Is it normal? Oh, it normally it's is normal. in May. So on one weekend, it was the MTV Awards, Bitch. the Emmys, and the Met Gala. How does Lamont- And I got DP. <laughs> oh, my God. So my question is, honestly, how does Lil Nas X have this much time in his schedule? He was at, Lil Nas X was the, st- was he at the Emmys? Probably. I'm no, sure. he was not at the Emmys. Why would he be at the Emmys? Well, ask Miriam Webster since she fucking knows everything. <laughs> was he at the Emmys? <laughs> um, but he was the star of, like, every event. He was what? The star of, like, every event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, and he, I mean, fuck, can we just give Lil Nas X's queer ass a round of applause? He is out here not giving any fucks, being as queer as he want to be, and all of the cis-hating right. uh, rappers are like, and he's like, <laughs> I love it. Can I say something messy? Oh, God. I just feel like one day down the line, in like five years, he'll be like, I'm kidding, I wasn't ever gay. No. Like, there's something. No. It's, a, it's a little tattoo. Something about it is a little no. tattoo. But I do, like, can I tell you also, my mom, during the um, Jesse Smollett, Smollett, Small yeah. um, during the Jesse Smollett thing, like, as it was happening, as soon as he went live, it was like, I got mugged. My mom called me and said, that never fucking happened. Like, the most black women be fucking knowing. And I was like, Mom, don't go live with that. That's messy. Cut two. Here it is. No, no, no. He is not. That, that, that is not factual. He's, no, one no said, he never said it, but everyone else is like, it's, girl, it's kind of like Nicki Minaj's cousin's balls. It didn't happen. Like, it just didn't happen. The shade is not the, not, not the prime minister of health being like, that bitch is lying, okay? I was like, that is too much. And, and they, they, not them, like, scanning their entire, like, they, they go to their database, have been swollen balls, and be like, <laughs> no, there's no cases of swollen balls at all. Also, a lot of doctors were doing research, and they found out that, um, like, a small amount of impotence, or, or, like, a small period of time where you're impotent and swollen testicles is a symptom of chlamydia. So she basically told everyone in the country that her cousin's friend had chlamydia. And I feel like when you are Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend, like, nigga, we know who you're talking about. (laughs) To be fair, chlamydia is cool for, like, the first two weeks, then it gets messy. You know what I mean? What do you mean it's cool? Like, this, it's, like, cool. Yeah, like, it's a TikTok dance. It's not, like, renegade. It's, like, what the... (laughs) Okay, first, and I, we, have a, we have a mutual friend, I'm not going to say who it is, who started getting Botox. Say their name! Say their Wait, wait, tell the story first. Tell okay, the story first, okay. and then I'll it's say the name. a friend who has started getting Botox in his balls so that they don't shrivel up, like, so, that, so they're always hanging and being, like, fierce. Can I... Oh my God, we've cracked the case of Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend right here. No, who is it? Whisper it in my ear. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. It's, it's someone very Wait, close. Wait, who to us. mouth it? What? <laughs> she may or may not have been on Drag Race season eight. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh I'm my kidding. God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
Yes, Robbie Turner. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh my God. So you know that nigga lied. Okay. Hasn't Robbie Turner been through enough? <laughs> Did any of y'all go see Megan the Stallion last night? Oh shit, we missed it. I wasn't here, and Bob, you went to go see Vegas Live. I went to go see Drag Race Vegas Live. Okay, okay, now we want the real motherfucking tea. Shall we ask Bob the, re the important questions right now? Did you enjoy the show? Oh my God. Who was the worst, and why was it Cameron Michaels? <laughs> We want to know. We want to know. That is so messy and true. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Cameron Michaels is actually really sickening. Uh, Naomi Smalls is hands down the most beautiful person. It was, she is ethereally beautiful. She right? is fucking gorgeous. The show, Asia O'Hara, what I'm going to say is going to sound shady, and it is. Asia O'Hara was actually really funny. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> How many of you ever seen the uh, Work the World tour before? Yes, I remember you. I know your makeup. I it, yes, I have absolutely seen you before. Work the I worked the world. Yeah. So it was kind of like work the. It was like work the world, but more campy. Work the world is really fierce. It's like kak 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 kaboom. This is more like kak 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 yuck yuck yuck. It was. <laughs> More like that. But okay. I, I enjoy myself. I recommend it. Monet was making fun of me earlier because I skipped, ooh, excuse me, I skipped on a chance to go see Megan to go see Drag Race okay, Vegas. Okay, hear me out. Bob, you can go see Drag Race Las Vegas anytime you want. That's Megan not Megan Thee Stallion true. is a once in a lifetime. Okay, is she, bitch, okay, first. Megan Thee Stallion is out here getting shot in her feet every weekend, okay? We don't know if she's going to be here tomorrow, bitch. And apparently someone from Drag Race Vegas is getting shot in the testicles with Botox. <laughs> um, what, what happened was, before I knew I could go see Ms. Stallion, as my mom calls her, <laughs> me and my mom watched WAP together. And she was like, uh, what's uh, the big one? What's her name? And I was like, Megan the Stallion. Not oh, the big one. Well, Megan is, I mean, Cardi B is 5'3", and Megan is 5'10". 5'10 so and a half. Very important. Very Megan is taller than Monet. Isn't that wild? <laughs> no, no, no. She's a quarter inch shorter than me. I'm five ten and three quarters. People under six feet be swearing by these quarter inches. People under six feet be swearing. But that's the thing on Grinder. They will fuck you up though because they'll be like, "Yeah, I'm five eleven, nigga. You five nine, okay? You're not nobody's five eleven. Stop lying." So anyway, I told Naomi I would come see her, and then I, then Kennedy was like, "Oh, we can go see Megan tonight." And I was like, you know what? I already told Naomi I was going to see her. I want to stay true to my word, so I'm going to go see Naomi, and I'll just see Megan at some point in life. We're, you know, we're both coach ambassadors. We're coworkers. Me and Megan are peers. First of all, Megan DeSalian, she did that campaign one year, and she was like, Bob is in it. I'm good. Anyway. That's not true. She's still in it. Me and that Megan. is not. When? I have not seen a post. Nothing okay, but no coach. Okay, let's just say one of us works for coach, and one of us doesn't. So take my word on this. Megan Thee Stallion is in the most current. Have you ever seen Megan at the water cooler? Yes or no? We, oh, we hang out all the time. She's so funny. She does this thing. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, she cooks fish in the microwave. We're like, Megan, who does that? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> See, and, and we think she's the one stealing food from the fridge, but we don't know. We don't know. Can I tell you one time when I used to work at the Yale Club back in 2014, someone stole. So, any, do, are there any uh, West Indian people in here? Jamaica, Trinidad, St. Lucia, Bahamas? We are one, not in New York. <laughs> I know. We are Bitch, not. These in New white York. people like where? <laughs> Say who? I'm from West Indiana. <laughs> and one time at work, I got a very delicious dish of oxtails, red beans and rice, and green plantains. Right. And someone stole my meal from the work fridge. And you know me, bitch. I went on a hunt. Okay, bitch? I was Don't like, take Monet's food. This is just oh, bitch. I was like, Cynthia, was you in the, work, in, in the break room at 12.15 on Wednesday? Everybody open your mouth. Let me smell your breath. Open your mouth. I'm smelling niggas' breath. Nah, you good. Nah, you good. <laughs> bitch, you smell like oxtails. What's good? <laughs> Honestly, it was... I, and I almost got um, suspended. But you know what? That's neither here or there. I am not, I'm a drag queen now, so fuck those people. Okay? I actually got fired from a job for going on RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, I remember this. I got fired from a bar called Boots and Saddle, which doesn't exist anymore. They, we used to affectionately call it Booze and Sadness. Booze and Sadness yeah. is where drag goes to die. And I, I told the manager, I said, hey, I, I got to go away to do something. 
and I found someone to cover my shift. Bitch, like I work at fucking Dwayne Reed. I was like, you oh, mean say Walgreens? They, they know what Dwayne they Reed is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I work at Walgreens. Location-based humor. Um, <laughs> and he was like, if you leave, you can't come back. I said, nigga, I don't even like this fucking job. <laughs> Not imagine if I was like, I'm not gonna go to drag race, I'm working at boots and saddles. Boots and saddles, like, imagine if that was the case. Imagine an app designed to make you use it less. Seems counterproductive, right? Well, Apartments.com's instant alert feature works exactly that way. Instead of scanning rental listings a million times a day, simply set and forget your search to whatever you're looking for in the place and let Apartments.com do the rest. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tool lets you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking is listed. So now you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alert means you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time to do you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was boring. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started now, back- I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they served millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Smalls Food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But... You have to use the code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code RIVALRY for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. So I do want to say something really interesting and exciting. I know we do not get to have guests on our podcast very often, but we do have a very special guest. Yes! Now, if you listen to the most recent episode of Sibling Rivalry, you know, I was telling Bob, we cannot show off in front of our guests. We need to be nice ladies today. Or do you do you agree to be a nice lady today? Hell to the not. <laughs> Bob, to quote... Well-behaved women rarely make history. <laughs> to quote the great Martha Caldwell, do not embarrass me in front of these... <laughs> Only the black people got that joke. Exactly, and you know what? It's, exactly. it's for us. Oh, the white right. folks like, in front of your palm? What does that mean? <laughs> the more I, like get to know white people. They're just the probably the most interesting people in the world <laughs> because of how uninteresting they are. I don't know if that doesn't make any oh sense. Oh my God. But the more white people you know, you're like, white people are weird. <laughs> Jack Remington on Twitter today posted- Who the was, fuck is rollback? Do any of you know Jack Remington? Jack okay, Rem you can't just lead in like you, like, like, bitch, this is not our friend. Who the fuck is Jack Remington? Jack Remington. She was like, Paul Craigson said- <laughs> Jack Remington is um, a Twitter gay. Um, he, he did like uh, UK's Got Talent. He's a, he's a singer. He's a singer in the UK. Anyway, but that's not important. He posted a thing on Twitter today. He was like, oh, I love having this for breakfast. It was sorry, tuna fish, cheese, and pimento beans like mashed together. And I was like, I was like, in the UK, y'all don't love yourselves. That shit is nasty. Bitch, if I was in the UK, I'd be skinny. Anyway. <laughs> 
I think it's time to bring out our guest. Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. She is incredibly funny. She has her own show on HBO, some really great comedy on Spotify, iTunes. Please give it up for Sam J. Yeah! Just us HBO girls and Monet. <laughs> Just us with HBO shows and Monet's here. <laughs> wow, that was it. What's up? That's shady. Shady. So uh, we just did a show right before this, um, and Sam J headlined it. How many of you were here at the show before this? Make some noise. How? Because y'all were in line. How does that? How does that happen? I saw y'all in line. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was really funny. You did some really fucking brilliant comedy, thank you. and you're just really, really fucking funny. Oh my god! Thank, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, you about to cry? <laughs> no, just uh, feeling awkward. Feeling awkward? Why? You are here. We are honestly. What, what I will say is this: I, I, I attend comedy shows here and there in New York City. What there is not a lot. Well, I used to live in New York. What there is not a lot of are funny queer people of color, and you are all those things. So you're just celebrating that, living it. Thank you. I mean, well, that's, that's the thing. There, I mean, there are actually are lots of funny queer people of color, but they just we just don't really get to dominate the scene. When yeah. I, when, back when I first started stand up in <laughs> New York City, uh, when did you start doing Did you start in New York City? Where did you start it? I started in Boston. I'm from Boston. Oh. Yeah, I'm a Boston I was just kid. in Boston. Great dick in Boston, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're all uh, suffering through racism, so we fuck like that. <laughs> <laughs> fuck like you hate each other or hate somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but how long have you, you been doing stand-up in New York City? Uh, moved to, so I moved from Boston to L.A., I started kind of, my first major city was Los Angeles, and then I was there for two years. Then I moved to New York to write for Saturday Night Live, and then... And Sam J wrote quite, I'm pretty sure if my, if my research is correct, literally my favorite sketch that has ever... Which one? It is Black Jeopardy, the one, did you write that right, with Tom Hanks? No. No? No. Not the wrong research, research. damn, nigga, damn. Black Jeopardy is, was a thing that Brian Tucker and Michael Che wrote together Got that it. they had been writing long before I got to the show. But the one Black Jeopardy that I was a part of was the one with Chadwick Boseman. So, so, Jacob, we'll have you murdered after the show. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but the one with Chad's brother was really fucking good. And it, it's, go ahead. Can you please tell us about the process for getting to SNL? Because, I mean, if there are any aspiring uh, uh, comedian writers out there, was it a crazy process? Were they like, not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure getting to SNL is a crazy road. We're, Bob, you, you've auditioned for SNL before. I have auditioned to be an, um, a, like an actor, not a writer, though. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because you can't read or write, so that would be awkward. Got me. Well, I actually auditioned for cast, too, actually, and not to write. I think the, the road is just different for everybody, to be quite honest, and there's no one way to do it. Got it. Um, that's the whole nature of this industry. But I was at a festival called Just for Laughs, which is like, this really huge comedy festival. It's probably the biggest comedy festival in the world that happens in Montreal. And it's, they do this thing called New Faces where they kind of trot out everyone who they think is next uh, for the industry. And it's a very industry-heavy showcase. And I did that showcase, and some SNL people were there. They asked if I would audition. I did in L.A., and then they flew me to New York to audition in front of Lauren and um, all the producers uh, at 8H, and I did that. And then from that audition, they were just kind of like, we don't really know how you would work or fit in cast. And I also wasn't an improv kid and um, it just wasn't my lane. So I didn't really feel a way about that. And they asked me if I would be willing to write. And I was like, yeah, I would love to write because I just wanted to see it. And uh, I just wanted, I, I don't know, something in my gut like uh, told me it was next. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but something was just like, this is scary to you and this is probably where you need to go. And so I was like, sure, all right. And I didn't know shit about sketch. I'm not an improv kid. I started in stand-up. I started at open mics at bars, you know? So I only knew how to write for myself. I had never done sketch comedy. I had never experienced TV writing. That was my first writing job. Oh, Your first writing job was <laughs> SNL? Yeah, that was my first job. That was my first writing job. Yes. And um, 
I learned so much or grew so much in that that place and that space. I, I cannot uh, give it enough for how it developed me as an artist. But yeah, that's how I landed there. And I think you land there in so many different ways. You know, yeah, there's packets, sure. there's auditions, there's just a million ways. I feel like if I auditioned to be on camera, they were like, you're more of a, I'd be like, I'm, I feel some kind of way. I was like, I'm here to be on the camera. Y'all niggas put me behind the scenes. What, what the hell's going on? You know what? But I'm I also didn't... not humble. I have no humble, no, no humility at all. But you said I it on TV. I did feel a way, but I didn't feel a way because at the end of the day, I didn't think it was a place I belonged, period. Gotcha. So every call was an awkward call to me because I'm yeah. like, I'm not NBC. I'm such a cussing, dark, weird ass motherfucker. That that call period was like, what? <laughs> really? And then so wherever it landed, I was kind of like, ah, this is all seems out of place. I'm, I'm pretty, like, my humor is pretty dark and filthy, too. And we, something, something that we all have in common, we all talk about dick a lot in our stand-up. So, okay. Dick is great. So Sam J has a great... <laughs> Sam J has a great... Uh, track on uh, iTunes and Spotify called Dick Juice. <laughs> yeah, it's on my first album. And it's really, really, you want to talk a little bit about, about Dick Juice? <laughs> wow, I mean, you're making me go back to the first shit I ever wrote, really, because that was my first album. That was Donna's Daughter, so that was just all, like, my, really your hour before your hour is your album, I think, anyway. Mm -hmm. So that was, like, my first bit that I was doing. But I was talking about how, uh, I didn't like being cummed on. Like, I don't like. I love the stuff, bitch. I don't. Because you were, at a point, you were straight identifying. I was, yeah, I think I wasn't even, I, I was just being straight. I don't know about these words like that. I was just being straight. I didn't identify as anything, but I was taking dick and niggas was coming <laughs> on me. Monet's like, same. I'm, I'm you know you what? Know? This thing, gay identifies a whole. I'm just a whole, sir. Um, yeah, yeah, I was doing that. I was doing that. There was a time when that's what I was doing. And I just, I didn't like being, I just didn't feel like, I don't know. And I think that was because there was a lot of masculine energy in me that I was denying. And I didn't know where, where it was to be placed. Mm -hmm. But I just felt like when I was being cummed on, it was like, I win. And I was like, I don't like this. I don't know. But that's so interesting because. The exchange made me just feel defeated. I didn't like it. Yeah, I'm so intrigued by it because like whenever I heard you talk about it, I had never heard anyone talk about sucking dick and cum from this perspective. And it was like, I don't want that cum. And gay, especially a map, a sign male birth, you're a sign male birth, you're a gay man or, or a trans woman. When I, when I say we love cum. When I, I love wait, cum. who was that? You, you bitch, you you worship cum. Who was that? <laughs> Someone said, oh! I don't love the ooh, cum. Ooh, like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> nah, I don't love it. You know, all I say, hey, listen, cum is great and spitters are quitters. Okay, that's all I have to say. No, that's all I listen. I would never back down from a challenge. You will come. <laughs> oh, you gonna come? And that sounds I'm like a threat. Not, I'm not oh, you coming? I like to win. I like to win. I'm not a loser. I like to win. So I'm, I'm not saying I, I would swallow. I'll do the things. I want you to do the thing. But it's not my thing. Like, gotcha. I don't need that in my life. Okay, I used to hook up, I used to hook, I used to hook up with this one guy in the Bronx. Woo. Can I, can I get... Thank you. Monet, we're on, we on the West Coast. There's not a lot of work oh, for Okay, so I used to hook up with this guy in Nevada. See? Oh, wait, is that a state or a city? It's, it's a state, state we're in. Oh, yeah, yeah, in we're, Nevada, we're, yeah. We're, we're in Nevada right yeah. now. And his jizz was so thick. It was like someone would take Play-Doh and throw it on my ass. Same. And I was like... See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't... Not the Go-Gurt. All the all come is that to me. I don't even do, make the difference. I'm just like it's all bad. It's coming. It's bad. Monet's like, bitch. I want the grab and go yoga. I don't. Give me that I shit. don't know if it's thin. It's thin. I'm like, it's all coming. It's coming, and I don't want it. Yeah. You know I what I mean? I feel like for a lot of people who suck dick who really love it, it is it is it's the reward. It's the it's the at the end you're like this is what I've been working for. I've been holding my breath and punishing my tonsils for anywhere between 15 minutes to 60 seconds. It's all it's all for this. It's, if sucking dick, if sucking dick was the color purple, 
The come is when her children come home. But I don't get. It is when she, the come is when she finally sees Silly. And she goes, me, my sister, never part. I understand all of that. I like being rewarded as well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fan of rewards. Uh, I think what I don't understand is why the reward has to be on my face. (laughs) I think that's where I'm losing track of the story. I'm just not a fan of the award assaulting me. (laughs) And every gay man is like, girl, moisturizer, honey. I'm like, just present it, you know. If you really love me, let it land on your belly. Let me know what I did. <laughs> Actually, let me witness it. I would rather stand above and watch. Just be like, good job. Let me, let me really was... see how my fangs work. And I, I don't want to. When you put it on my face, I barely see it. It just <laughs> closes my eyes. It have makes you, me feel sad. Have you ever had cum on your face and then you run to the mirror? No. Oh, by myself on that one. <laughs> I will say, we're talking about come. This man is having a religious experience, okay? No. Bitch, he is at like a seven-day Adventist. Hands are in the air. He's like, our yes, God. It is an awesome God. He comes. I believe shit is like fluid, and we're just all different bitches, too, you know? I also, I don't, I don't want to skip over eating pussy as a... I was just about to go there. It's way better, too, in the sense of on your face. Because pussy feels like a good toner on your face. Ooh. It's light. It's like effervescent. You're just like, I can move this around. I would say, when you... And keep going with my day. Not you, on your face. You have to remove it. This is true. When you eat pussy... You need to get it off you. When you eat pussy, this whole part of your face is just... <laughs> Slick. I mean, you are. <laughs> yeah, you're you good. You are slick than a motherfucker yeah, no. when you're eating pussy. Not on your face. You got to get it off. Well, everyone knows you're a dirty bitch. It does feel softer too. And I will say, when you make someone with a pussy come, it is it is a different experience. It it feels it feels like you've achieved. Like making someone with a dick come is like whatever. When you make someone with a pussy come, you're like, bitch, I fucking did. Yeah, that. I did it. It's like making someone with a pussy come is like. It's like finishing the entire Jack Snyder director's cut of fucking, you're like, of just, you're like, damn, I fucking did that. I don't know her. But, but that's fierce. I love that. You never that's, made a pussy come. I've never had a pussy come. Damn. No. You should do it. You really, it really is. It, also, not just, just to know. I am, just I am, to know. I am a bottom by trade. I'm too lazy for that. No, you can get some. You can do a lazy. Like you have to like add fingers. You have to like you have you to like know what you're doing. Can you be lazy on this? And I also think you need to step outside yourself. You yeah. know, like do something that you wouldn't normally do. We all need to do that. I mean, douching is enough. Okay, when I spend an hour getting ready for dick, I ain't trying to lick shit too. That's too much work. Well, you don't have to do that if you're going to eat some pussy. You could be a whole other nigga. Oh, I guess. The first time, I, the first time I ate a pussy, you I was. The first time I made a pussy, I was like, I was like, this is gonna be a lot. I'm gonna eat this pussy. This is wild. But after a while, I was like, honestly, this is really great. It is really super. I 10 out of 10 would I love this restaurant. You you sound like a white woman reviewing something on Yelp. Eating pussy is great. Yeah, it it, yeah, it's 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 really fun. It's good, it's good. And not to say I I didn't I never felt bad sucking dick. I was just kind of like. I don't need this. I know. I feel bad doing it. I never felt bad. That's the point. (laughs) I never felt bad. Maybe I'm I'm a hoe. I'm like, when I'm doing something, I'm doing it. If I'm doing it, I'm sucking a dick. Fine. Do what you need to do. This is just the sucking dick and eating pussy podcast. I love it. I love it. Are you guys learning things today? Is this educational? Good. I want to talk a little bit about being a black queer person visibly queer if you i, I think yeah i know what you're saying. yeah outwardly presenting yeah, yeah people look at you and like oh yeah gay gay yeah people never look at me and think gay they're like oh my god he's so straight <laughs> <laughs> mad straight son <laughs> um and i <laughs> and i i so i used to do caroline's comedy club years ago and i was doing this this comedian named colin kane does anyone know colin kane Drag him. Um, the football player? 
He's a. I just said comedian. <laughs> Colin Kane is not a Oh, a, no, it's Colin Kaepernick. Never mind. <laughs> I was like, Colin Kaepernick do comedy? Oh, my God. Mm. Money, that was so cute. That was very yeast yeti behavior of you. <laughs> so Colin came to this show, and um, Judah Friedlander was there. I never told this on the podcast. Judah Friedlander was there. I was in full drag. At the time, my name was Kitten with a Whip. So Judah Fried, do you know Judah Friedlander from, um, from 30 Rock? He's the one with the crazy hair and the hat. that's like world's best. or world's champion. champ. Yeah, world's oh, champ. Oh, the one with the glasses. Yes. yes. Big, big yeti looking motherfucker. Yeah. So he walks up to me, and he goes, oh, Okay. And I was Judah? like, I, I'm just standing. I'm just, I'm just standing in full drag. And I said, hi. And he was like, what's your name? And I said, my name is Kitten. And he goes, Ugh, what's your real name? Judah. And I said, yes. Yeah. So and I said, what's your real name? And he was like, Pff. and then he walked away. And that's, I'm not saying go get Judah for you, but that sums up my entire experience as a visibly queer person walking around these fucking comedy clubs. And Judah Friedlander's. Uh, defense. If you would have just hung around that nigga three more days, he is socially inept. Oh really? I, well, yes. I, I, Absolutely. I was around him I for three Judah. minutes and He's I found out. He's one of those. It's like a uh, spectrum. That's just his. I will say, in, in, in my in my three minute interaction, I found out he was socially inept. Yeah, like, he's bad socially inept, and that's most of comedy, I think, too. So it's always very like weird to me when people like well, I met this motherfucker. I'm like, you're in a comedy club. Everybody's damaged. Comedians are sad, They're depressed. Bad. Comedians Everybody, are sad, depressed. No one's people. right. But uh, yeah, it's true. Comedians are sad. Like, that's oh my god, idea. I'm funny. Am I sad and depressed? Yes. Oh, that's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> I took a break from the comedy clubs and started doing the, the gay bars, started uh -huh. doing the drag shows because they just they pay better. Like not a whole lot better, but like you when I first started doing comedy, I was doing bringers. So you'll do a show and they'll ask you to bring like 25 people. That's like at Caroline's. And when I first started, they were like, can you bring 25 people? I was like, bitch, I don't fucking know 25 people. <laughs> Somehow I was able to get 25 people to come. Or if you do like a smaller club, like near a comedy club or, or something like that, they'll ask you to bring like five or three people. It's like a really small night. Um, so I would like do all these things. And, like, and then like you bring like 25 people. They all pay like 10, 15 bucks a piece. Order yeah. $30 worth of food and drinks. And then probably be like, you were so funny. And then like fully hand you $25. Oh! Fully twenty five dollars entire twenty five a quarter of a hundred. Bitch in New York City, that is that is a, a subway sandwich to go home. with. Yes, and I was like, this is. But I was like, I, I mean, I didn't. I didn't know I was getting paid at all, so thank you. But then you go to the gay bars, and they pay like one fifty a night. Plus, you can make some tips. I was like, I'm I'm done doing the comedy clubs. Yeah. So upon my return to the comedy clubs after being on TV and touring around, you'd go in and they'd be like, Oh, you're. Where do you where do you do comedy? And I'd be like, I just do like the Gramercy or uh, Sony Hall. And they'd be like, Who the fuck are you? And I'd be like, I'm 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 Bob the drag queen. But they don't, but it's just such the a, villain such a, of season eight. Oh my god! But it's such it's such a disconnect from the world because yeah, I feel like yeah. I did all these years in comedy, and you did you like really went through the proper comedy channels. Yeah, I, I'm a dirty comic. Yeah, yeah, so I how, loved how all that shit. I loved all that shit. It? I've been doing comedy. Nine years? Nine years. Still. Yeah, I wanted to go through all that shit. I wanted to be paid like shit. I wanted, I, <laughs> I did. I just, I felt like that was what was going to make me, I don't know, it's like the NBA. And I wanted to be able to have all the stories. You lost me at NBA. <laughs> That's how I felt. I was lost at N. I was like, what? That's yeah, how ooh. I felt, though. No, that makes sense. A lot of Honestly, people, a lot of people do like the, 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 I'm, I'm gonna call it the struggle, it, it, and it feels like a rite of passage. Yeah. But I, I think for me, what it was was I was like, I just honestly just don't. It, I, it's probably because I was doing it in drag, and then I would get looked at in this very gimmicky way. Like a couple of years ago, I did a, I did Last Comic Standing. They reached out to me like we do Last Comic Standing, and then when they did the video package, they put me in the package with that guy who wears the gorilla suit. It was like clowns. Do you want to remember the guy oh, in the gorilla yeah. suit? And they put me in that package with the guy who wore the gorilla suit. Which and, will fill away, yeah. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's how they see me. Yeah. That's how the fuck they see but me. In defense, like, not even in defense. I'm just, a, I'm a comic, and I love stand-up, and I love the culture of stand-up. And I do think 
you hear a lot of negativity about the culture of stand-up. And I think what we don't hear enough is that stand-up is a very shitty, it's the back of the bus. Everybody's mean to everybody. There is no group that's not getting fucked with. And if you have the fortitude to get fucked with and still come sit at the back of the bus every day and you get your fucking riffs off, motherfuckers are gonna respect you. And that's what makes it this beautiful equalizer in this same way, is because it's fucking with everybody the same way. And that's what always attracted me to stand up, was that like, damn, it's not running from the world. The world is judgy, the world is shitty, but it's also giving you the space to prove me wrong. But yeah, I got some assumptions, but I'm giving you room to prove me wrong. And I always just wanted to prove niggas wrong because I wanted to be able to sit at the table with everybody else that had to prove niggas wrong. They sit at that table, the Chappelle's, the Hearts, everybody, they had to do it. They went through their own system of being fucked with. And I didn't want to skip over that because it's kind of like, I don't know, LeBron's ring versus Jordan's. The rings. That's baseball, right? But did he run? You know, I don't know. That's how I always looked at it. So that was how I, so honestly, what you're saying is very valid. And I remember when I was in the midst, the midst of all that, and then like just kind of feeling like, feeling like an outsider in a group of outsiders. So then I went to the drag club. And it, when, I, when I say it, it's such a completely different experience. When you go into the drag bar, it doesn't matter how low you are. It doesn't matter what you do for a living outside of drag. I used to work at a restaurant called the Jekyll and Hyde Club. If you, know, if you ever watch uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, where Titus Burgess works, that is a parody of the place I used to work. It was a haunted restaurant. I got dressed up as a fucking butler named Mortimer Grimm. I, literally, a <laughs> Not black... you the butler. The, nigga the butler. So I'm, I'm the butler at work, and then I go to the comedy club, and like people are like, who are you? What's your name? And I'm like, I honestly, I don't fucking need this. I don't want it. It doesn't speak to me. I've done enough struggling in my life. So then you go to the gay bar and you're a drag queen and no matter how fucking shitty you look, they appreciate you. I had never experienced that. You walk in the bar and they call you a queen. You walk in looking like shit and they buy you a drink. You walk in doing it, you, you, you do your work and then like they'll, they'll cheer louder for the other girl but they still cheer for you. Yeah, yeah. And then the other queens, they get together and they're like, girl, we're accepting you. You got to work on this, this, and this. But they just... I know it sounds odd, but drag queens just aren't that mean in the New York City scene. It was this weird, uplifting place. People are nice to you, told you what to work on. You meet people who've been doing it for like years and years and navigate from space to space. And I was like, honestly, but I'm going to choose this. But that's what's crazy, right? It's all just what you take to. Because I think drag queens are mean as fuck. Really? <laughs> okay. Say who? Say their names. Say their names. Who is who? The mean drag queen. Tell I, us. Where everything you're saying about comedy, everything you're saying about that world is how I feel about comedy. Where it's like, yeah, they say their things, they pull you to the side, and then whatever. And the G, like I felt that way about going through the comedy scene. Yeah. But you felt about going through the drag scene. It just was, we found the right scenes for us. That makes sense. Because when I go to the drag scene, I'm like, these bitches are me. Okay. I, don't, I don't like none of this energy. <laughs> but that's because it's not the energy for me. Yeah. I, I, I think wait, I wait, wait, really quick. The mean drag queen, did her name rhyme with Minity the Muck? <laughs> was that the mean queen you met? I'm not doing that. Minity the Muck I mailer. It's just different strokes for different folks. Boo, boo Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Boom all. <laughs> no, I, I, I do agree with you. And I, and I am glad that I went up through my way. And I think, I think if I wasn't doing it in drag, then I would have felt more comfortable in the spaces. It's just something about, Dave Chappelle mentioned this, and he was like, it's something about a, at a point where you feel like a clown in a yeah. bad way. Yeah. And being in the comedy clubs in full drag, it wasn't a fierce clown. It was like, these motherfuckers are laughing at me, yeah. the, the other comedians. It's like it was like this like hack energy, and I was like, yeah, I get dressed in drag, but my jokes aren't like, duh, I'm a man in a dress. <laughs> I was like, I'm talking about funny stuff, and then I get off saying they're like, oh wow, you were really funny. I'm like nigga, wow, bitch, I'm, I'm, why would it be wow? 
Yeah, it's just the league. Yeah, it's the league you want to play because they did the same shit to me, though. Is what I'm saying. Like, they would see me as a as a fucking masculine presented woman, like straight up to them a dyke. And I'm walking in these rooms and they expect to know. And it was like, yeah, they would do the same shit. Wow, you funny. Or wow, I didn't expect that. But it was like, this the league I want to ball in. So I put up with the shit. It just wasn't the league you wanted to ball in. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's just, that's it. But they, also, they were no different. I just was like, I want to win these niggas over. It mattered to me. I also just kind of honestly, like, just don't want to be around cis straight guys. And I think when you grow up ah. as a, when you grow up as a gay guy, it's like, it is, it, that shit is, like, being around a bunch of cis straight guys is like, Y'all, like, I'm coming in with preconceived notions. Y'all yeah. have preconceived yeah. notions. I'm uncomfortable as fuck around y'all. I don't want to, I don't want y'all to look at me. I don't want to look at you. I got an attitude. You got an attitude. You think I'm a clown? I'm sure you're a rapist. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only time I feel comfortable being in a room of like cis straight dudes is if it's an orgy. Otherwise, I'm just not into it. If you're in the middle, just get me. Yeah. And I'm like, throw me in a room of cis. Trump supporters. Oh! I'm like, put me in the middle of the chaos. You would, you would, oh my God. I would love that. She just said, I don't know if y'all heard because Monet was showing no, her pussy. No, I'm like, throw me in like, a room of cis Trump supporters. I want to be around the, the, the thing I'm absolutely not supposed to understand. And, and I think I just like fighting too much. This I'm may like, shock you. I like fighting. I have an attitude problem. Like last night I was at uh, the drag race. They're like, what? Last time I was at the Drag Race Live Vegas show, and Asia O'Hare came up to me and she was like, um, and everything, above everything else, please get vaccinated. And then the crowd starts clapping. So I immediately look around and see who's not clapping. Who's not clapping? That who's the fuck not clapping? Bob the house down. That and I see you. this lady like. So I said, oh my God. I was like, so I was sitting with Derek Barry's in laws. And I said, oh, my God, the ladies behind you are antsy. This is a bitchy drag queen. You're so right. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It you was are. me. I was the drag queen that was mean to you. Yes. <laughs> You're here to get your revenge. I was like, oh, my God, the ladies behind you are anti-vaxxers. And then um, Derek Barry's in-laws, one of them was like, who? And I was like, oh, he's about to fight. He was like, point them out right now. I was like, okay, I'm just trying. I was just trying to do a little... <laughs> This white man said, he stood up and said, point to them. Point to them now. I was like, oh, my God. Her. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, let me tell you something. If that white man would have started a fight at the Drag Race Vegas show and the police would have been like, work. Anyway. <laughs> Hit her. Hit her. <laughs> I want to shift gears a little bit to talk about love life. We met your amazing partner here tonight. Mm -hmm. Make some noise for her partner. And how long have y'all been together? Uh, oh, I'm not far. Um, I don't know, off and on since college, like, well, 13 years. 13 years? That is Dating so off and on. Like dating off and on for 13 years. We met each other in college. I cannot keep a man for more than 13 days. Can you please <laughs> tell me a secret? How can I keep a man? I don't know. <laughs> Did you hear her man stories didn't go well? I don't know. I don't got an answer to that. Can I tell you what? I'm not going to lie. This drives me crazy. I'm not going to lie to y'all. So on our podcast, we, me and Monet have a lot of differing opinions, especially about dating. I'm polyamorous. I have two boyfriends. Woo! So on the podcast, I'll, I'll say my opinions, which are very strong in mine, and I can say what I want to say. So I'm like, I feel like this, 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 and this. And then Monet will be like, I feel this, 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 and this. And then people in the comments will be like, Monet's right. And I'll be like, if y'all trust this single-ass bitch with no man nowhere in sight, and I go and I check, and they be single as fuck too. I say the best advice I could ever give anyone is, when you get advice, consider the source. Okay, first of all, these are your first two boyfriends. I've had five boyfriends, so what's your, what's your point? That's nothing to brag yes, about. Yes, it is. That means I've captivated the hearts and minds of five men. And how did it work out? They were great. How was the end of the movie? Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I would not watch it again. <laughs> but also, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying what I have works for me. It is more of an open relationship, polyamory, do what you, do what you want with your body. Yeah. Um, kind of, oh, not the waves. Oh, you got waves? 
Can you help me out? Can, how, how can I make this into wigs? It's a wig, so man, it's, it's synthetic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, never mind. Okay. I think we're going to do, are we going to do questions? I would love to. We're going to do a few questions from the audience. We have a little time to do some audience questions. Y'all want to y'all wanna ask us some questions on stage? If you have any questions for me, Monet, or Sam J, we will have either Kennedy or Jacob running around in the audience. They're coming. They're coming. They'll be showing up very soon. And we're going to be... Also, there he is. Thank you, Jacob. Jacob. Jacob is such a um, Disney tour guide. <laughs> it's so, so great. Uh, all right. There, um, right there. Can you make, make your way to the aisle, please? You can go to the side. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah. Get now, please. No, wait, before, before you ask this question... We, we know you love us. We know that, da, da, da. Please make them like, we don't want, oh my yeah, God. Don't do dumb questions. Yeah, we, we want like some good shit. We know? will drag you. Oh my God, drag queens are mean. Drag queens are drag mean. Drag queens are mean. We're like, don't ask us any dumb, we're like fully fans who, who are like, could be seeing Billie Eilish, but you're here. We're like, don't ask dumb questions. It's just, it's just being mean with your tribe. <laughs> exactly. What's your name? Samantha. Samantha. And what's good? Oh, everything's good. Life is beautiful. Um, ah, that's what you did there. <laughs> Are you paid to be here? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, we bought the ticket. You don't have to advertise. I, I didn't we, pay. <laughs> Somebody paid for me to be here. <laughs> well, you better work. Pussy must be good. Go ahead. Oh, it is. My oral skills are on point, too. That's what I had a question about, as a matter Can of fact. Can I say your accent is terrifying? Um, triggered. Triggered. You are so white, you should apologize to me. <laughs> Oh my God, Bob! Let her. I am. I am one hundred percent positive. My daughter's here, so don't be too mean. I, was, I know you have cousins who are anti-vaxxers. All right, oh but also, God. so does Monet, Nicki Minaj. All right, go ahead. So my question <laughs> is for you, Bob. Sorry. So I was seeing your show earlier, and you were talking about it's perfect way to suck dick. Yeah. So I was just gonna ask you, like, is that like a you know, your just your specific? That's good, or is that you know like? So I didn't my dick sucking technique. So I did not. I didn't go. I didn't learn them from an official school or anything. Um, but I do think that over time you can learn to lose your gag reflex. Most people, I could me, I lost my gag reflex, and I feel like if you want, the, I know your daughter's here. You you started it. If you want the dick in the back of your throat bad enough, you will make room for it. That's it's what I wanted like, to know. When you want a partner to move in with you, then they say, start clearing space and they'll show up. Thank and I you say, so much, you Bob. can't lose something you never had, okay? <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. We love you. Of course. Love you. Okay, you can ask questions for me, Monet, or Sam J. They're all great. Raise your hand if you have a. Yes, any other questions? Algunas preguntas right here. This one over here. Make your way to the aisle, baby. Go, go that way. You go to the aisle. What's your name? Scream it. Maximilian. That's cool. You don't meet a lot of. That just, just sounds like you. I've never met a Maximilian. It's like you made I that up. I did not make it up. That's my name. My <laughs> mom tells me it means most excellent. Anyway, my question is I don't know, kind of emotional, but what's your advice for. Oh, you want, I'm sorry, it was, just, it was just. I'm not laughing at you being emotional, but you were like. It was like, suck dick, and you were like, I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> it was the transition. Yeah. I'm a cancer. Anyway. Oh, my God. He's a cancer. Emotional as fuck. I don't... Think... You are emotional. Okay, go ahead. We are what we are. My question is, what do you, what's your advice, all of you, for when you're going after the things you want, but it's not necessarily what you pictured? Ooh. Can you be a little more specific? I don't know. There's this quote where it's like, sometimes trying to make your dreams come true is not the same as being happy. And I'm, I'm going after things, and I'm like, this isn't what I imagined it to be. Oh, but Yeah. Ooh, that is deep. You wanna, who wants to go first? Sam, I think you should go, Sam. Oh, y'all get all the sexy questions today. <laughs> well, your story's so inspiring. Than me. That's fucked up. I don't know, nigga. Life's hard. Good work. I mean... <laughs> It, that is true. I will say this. When I... Go ahead, Monet. I've been talking a lot. Go ahead, Monet. Um, I think, for me personally, I think... I, I'm, a, I'm a Pisces. I'm a, I'm a water sign. So I, I am very go with the flow. So I think that if life is pushing you in a direction that you didn't think that you should be going, go with it for a bit. and Because you, you'll never know if it is for you if you don't fucking try. You know what I mean? So if you want to be, uh, uh, be a Broadway actor and your dream is to be on the stage and do that thing, but you're getting push to be a director or to be a producer and you, you may find a love and a passion for that part of the biz that you didn't even know was able like, oh my God, I like sitting behind the camera and telling all these motherfuckers on stage what to do. So I say just fucking go with it and 
you can always say, you know what? I don't like that. I'm going to go back to the original thing. So I always think just go with the flow and see what happens because you never know if you love it. That's a good advice. Thank you. Um, I think that um, don't sit down. I haven't gone. Maximilian. Like Monet got the last word. Y'all be playing favorites. No plan. Um, so there's a quote, since you love quotes. Why am I being so nasty today? Because you're a nasty uh, drag queen. There's a, quote, there's a quote in Kinky Boots that says, no, far, no matter how far down the wrong road you've gone, you can always turn back. Like, you don't have to stick with something just because you started it. So I moved to New York City to be a comedian and an actor. I got there, I found drag, and I was like, this is it. I'm going to be lip-syncing for my life forever. And then when I got to that, I was like, I can still do comedy and do drag at the same time. And also, do not get wrapped up in the concept of the American dream or things. I, I don't believe in quotes like, you can, you can be anything you put your mind to. That's not true. Everyone can't be everything. When you say stuff like, the idea of the American dream is so messy and detrimental. It tells you that if you just work hard enough, you can be anything, but it takes a lot of things out of context. Do you have a learning disability? Or do you have a physical disability? How rich are your parents? Could you afford to go to college? Are you fat? Are you conventionally attractive? Are you trans? Are you black? So when you see a white person, a white cisgendered, 200 pound muscle, six foot two guy who's straight and is like, just dream hard. Like you don't even have to sleep to dream. Of course, things are easy for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be depressed. It's okay to have hard times. It's okay to feel like you're ugly or you're fierce. Like, it's fine. You know what I mean? And I like to look at where I am and not compare myself to... There have been times in my life, there are two drag queens who I always compare myself to, and I can really get depressed. It is Trixie Mattel and Bianca Del Rio. And I will be... Don't not... <laughs> And I, and I will be like, I'm doing really well. I'm the first person in my family to buy a house. Like, this is crazy. But then I, during quarantine, I got so pissed off because Trixie Mattel bought a house for herself, a house for her mom. Are you telling Trixie's business? She put it on the internet. Oh, okay. A condo in Milwaukee a hotel in Palm Springs, and a bar in Milwaukee. <laughs> and I was struggling to buy a house in, in like in a, a condo in Hollywood. But, but I couldn't look at that. I just bought a house. Instead, it was like, Trixie got everything else. But I, I, I was too deep in, you know, what is it um, when you compare? You, comparison is a thief of joy for me anyway. So just do your thing and like fuck what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And you know what? Come is great. And I guess fuck Trixie? I don't know. <laughs> fuck Trixie! Fuck! I don't know. I don't know. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Do not indulge in Bob's toxic behavior. <laughs> Do you know Trixie? No. Yes! Yes! I just felt like it was fuck her. From the vibe. Trixie is a very nice lady. No, I love Trixie. She's amazing. It, it, <laughs> the point of that is that it is my problem. It has nothing to do with Trixie. It is me and my jealousy. Trixie's really lovely. She's great. Go, go, Trixie. Who got a question? Have, <laughs> let's do one with this one down here, Jacob. They've they've been raising their hand for a little bit. All the way down. Yeah, there. Right? Yeah. 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 Come, 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 come to the come to the aisle. No, no, no. Come to the aisle, Jacob. Come to the aisle. aisle. We can see you. There you go. Sorry. Monet's about to fucking. Oh, look at that thigh tattoo. I was about, right. Monet's about tattoo. to be such a dick pig. I see a guy, I'm like, Monet's about to be a dick pig. Go ahead. I mean, same. <laughs> What's your um, name? My name is Joseph. Hi, Joseph. Joseph. Hi. Where are you uh, from? I'm from Ecuador. Ooh. Ecuador. Joseph. I mean, it's no Maximilian, but Joseph. <laughs> Joseph's a nice name. Go ahead, Jacob. Uh, so, okay, obviously. <laughs> Jacob, but he's not listening. Joseph. Go ahead, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Fred. What's up? Um, okay, so obviously both of you guys have won Drag Race in some form. I won. All <laughs> right. All right. We knew it was coming. It's like fucking diarrhea. She had to do it one time during the show. We heard it. Yeah. We know. We know. We know. What's going on? Wait, okay, let me explain this to MJ. He said both of you won Drag Race. I was going to jokingly say I won Drag Race. Monet won also because we both did Drag Race. Monet won the consolation show. Oh. Where if you lose, they bring everyone who lost back 
and you compete against each other. Yeah, but it's real easy to win Drag Race and your competition is Robbie Turner. Yeah, I'm sure it was really hectic. I had Aquaria, Asia O'Hara. You know, you had Robbie Turner, so whatever. Anyway, can, can, what's, your, what's your question? Uh, Fred, Andrew, what's your name again? Joseph. Joseph, Joseph, yes. Mary Joseph, okay. Um, okay, so basically my question was, time for comparisons. If you had not won it, who should have won it? Ooh. Oh, you just... Wait, can I, can I answer? Yes, please. I don't like that you're using our last minutes to be messy. <laughs> I don't like that. You just got up to be messy. People got up to be enlightened, bitch. People got up to really feel something tonight. And you walked your ass up here with the last four minutes to be a messy bitch. Catch a nigga on the strip, ask that question. <laughs> That was messy. I don't like that. Max I don't like that. was like, I'm going to cry. I'm, like I'm that. having we a hard a good time. Space. I'm high on mushrooms, sir. I was feeling the love. And you came up here with a mess. Okay. I just like to stir shit. Um, um, Brian, I will answer that question later at my hotel, okay? I will personally like no, sir. answer that question for you. I'll I'll go with Kim. All right, let's get. Let's get thank, thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> thank you, Matthew. Let's get one Jacob's more. right there. Uh, Jacob, we're, we're choosing um, the one in the white one more, sweater. One more. Come to the aisle, all the way to the aisle. And if you be messy, Sam J's gonna roast the fuck out of you. <laughs> you better really think this shit through. All right, so uh, get him. I don't I don't know you guys. I'm not super familiar with you guys. My boyfriend is, but you, what I, the, I'm not. Why would wow, you, sit your ass down. What? Next. Wait, 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 we are fucking wait, 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 up tonight. Wait, 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 Get him out of here. He just said, Bye, sir. I don't know y'all niggas. Bye, Let's be clear. No, no, no. no. Let's be up. clear. Okay. Not with a that, fan. With that. All right. Well, before you start, no, we don't give a fuck what you want. Go. <laughs> Go. With that He's said. He's like, I don't watch hoarders, uh -huh, so see. I don't know what y'all do. We don't give a fuck about your questions, speak. <laughs> with that. You know what? I'm not familiar with you. <laughs> I'm playing. Right, what's I'm, what's I'm your sure. name? What do you, what do you want? <laughs> With that said, I wanted to say, I've been working on my toxic, toxic masculinity like over the last few years. Are you years. straight? No, I'm not. Oh. I have a boyfriend. I just said that. He's topping, but he shouldn't be. Go no. ahead. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> he, Continue. Listen, I'm going to put my business all the way out. I'm a masculine mm -hmm. bottom. All right, go ahead. Okay, go okay. ahead. We got, we got so, you. Baby. And my boyfriend is an effeminate top. Uh -huh. All right. So I've been working on my taxes masculinity. And from you guys, like mm -hmm. being drag queens, I wanted to get... Keep the like, mic right by your mouth. I wanted like to get some advice from you guys in terms of how to, like, move past that, like, toxic masculinity that you're, like... I don't know. Maybe you guys have moved past it or maybe you guys have, like, oh. moved on from it and that sort of thing. You I want to know... You, are you being top... But no, you're asking no, me. I now wanna, I'm taking charge. So you said you're being topped. By What's the going fam. on? This fam, raise He's your hand. He's a feminine top. Raise your no. limp wrist. Raise your limp wrist. Please raise your hand. Let's get. Where's your boyfriend? No, he's not here. I'm, by my, I'm here by oh, myself. But okay, so you're saying your boyfriend is in a feminine top. Yes, and I'm and a masculine butt. But you are being fucked in the butt. We're clear. Absolutely, 100. Okay, but you have toxic masculinity. Of course, I think every so homosexual man does. So whatever you're doing does. when he's bending you over, do that all day. And then you'll work it out. Fair, fair. I okay. mean, all right. She, I think so. As a feminine, as a feminine top, a blouse. Um, <laughs> what's going on is toxic masculinity is is when I say it's nasty, it is it is next to Christianity. It's the most destructive thing going on on the sure. planet. Yeah. Don't get me started on the Jesus freaks. That's not even <laughs> like if you're black and you worship Jesus, what are you doing? Like that's not even that's not even. For us, or like you, queer, like or when, a I, woman, when like I say why? like you adopted your oppressor's identity and made it your own, what are you doing? Can I anyway. just say that my boyfriend is also white? So then there's that like colonizer. What, what are you, what's your what, what's your racial um, identity? I, my parents. I'm a first generation immigrant. My parents are Mexican. Fierce. Here's the thing. Honestly, you you know what to do. You don't. you don't you don't even answer the question. I'm asking. You you know when you're being messy. Yes. You know when and, and it's it's honestly the real tea is it's your trauma. It is your trauma. You're gay and you're and there there was probably a point in your life where you didn't want people to know you were gay. We had a hard time saying you're gay. People asked if you were gay and you were like I don't know. And you said I'm figuring it out. And a, and a lot of times just hold on. And a, a big part is see the toxic masculinity and. And I think that if you're able to recognize what you're doing wrong, 
and you're still doing it wrong, you're not at the place of help yet. You, you, you want to want help, That's but you don't saying. want help. You want to want help, but you don't actually want the help. I think that you have to decolonize your mind. You have to understand that gender is simply a construct. Femininity does not belong to women. Masculinity does not belong to men. Yes. So, yeah, your boyfriend is a feminine top, but if he identifies as a man, he's just a man who does this. And it's he, all power I know, dynamics. We got it. He's just yeah. a man. That's what I'm saying. So if you are, if you could already give yourself in that way, that was no bullshit. If you're already giving yourself in that way, then you know how to not be that yeah. because you're already being vulnerable. So that's all toxic masculinity is: is a fighting against vulnerability, and you already know how to do that. Hence, why you're bending over. So just continue on your journey. And you'll be fine. But, and I will also say a big part of that is identifying. You have identified that you are that you are doing this behavior. So at the, not, the fact that you have, have identified is a very big step. So just keep on making those yeah. progressions. And like Bob said, you know what the fuck to do, bitch. Yeah. When, when you've been at that ass over, bitch, you'll be like, yes, daddy. That's what I'm saying. You already doing it. Live. Yeah. Live. Yeah. Go for it. Thank you so much. We I are absolutely out of time. Thank you all so Thank much you, for coming out. Listen, before we go, wait, wait, wait. Can you please tell them where they can find you? Tell them about your, you've been renewed. Nope. All right, there we go. Bye. Type Sam J on the internet. Go to SippingWherever.com. Y'all be great. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>